Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The word forget in the New Testament and the Old Testament is basically the same. To forget no longer influenced by or affected by our hurtful memories. Of course we remember them, but they don't sting me like they used to. So it's a very different meaning to the word forget. We can't forget some of those things. They'll always come back to our mind, but we don't focus on them anymore. We're never going to be free of that without God's help. One of the most difficult things for people to do is to forgive. When someone does wrong to you or those you love, forgiveness comes hard. And for some reason, there's the idea of forgetting the hurt that's wrapped up with the idea of forgiveness. As Pastor Mark teaches about forgiveness and forgetting using Joseph's story, you'll be introduced to the biblical understanding of forgiveness and forgetting in regards to hurts done against you. You'll discover that what God means by those two words may be different than how you might have come to understand their meaning. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 41 as he begins his message, Forgive, Forget, Freedom, Fruitful. How many of you would like to live a life of total freedom, free from fear, guilt, bitterness, revenge, and the effects of hurts that have taken place in your life? Anybody? Okay, good. Wonderful. Second, how many of you would like a life of enjoying God's favor so that you not only are blessed, but you could bless other people? Anybody? Good. All right. We don't have selfish people. That's a great thing. Now, where are we going to learn that? How are we going to learn that? Well, we're going to learn it from the life of Joseph. Now, Joseph achieved both of those things, freedom and a life of fruitfulness. And we'll see how it happens. Now, it's interesting. If you look at the life of Joseph, it just doesn't appear in the book of Genesis. It appears in the uh, New Testament in numbers of places, specifically Acts 7. It would surprise us that it appears (laughs) in the Psalms. But look at what Joseph experienced. Here it is, Psalm 105. He, God, called for a famine on the land of Canaan, cutting off its food supply. Then he sent someone to Egypt, Ahead of them, the Israelites, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised, now see, we never saw this before. They bruised his feet with fetters, 
placed his neck in an iron collar. That's when he was in prison. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. We talked about that, those two years where the cupbearer forgot him, tested his character. Then Pharaoh sent for him and, read it with me, and set him what? Free. There's the freedom. Set him free. The ruler of the nation opened his prison door. Once again, we saw that God was at work in the life of Joseph. He's at work in all of our lives. Sometimes we see it. Sometimes we don't. But he's always in the background of our life. And of course, it was true in the life of Joseph as well. He was released from prison. And he experienced one of those huge favors from God, huge blessings from God. Joseph, with God's help, was able to interpret two dreams that God gave Pharaoh. We thought that was interesting because Pharaoh was a pagan believer. But God was going to use those dreams. And as Joseph got wisdom from God, he remained humble And he gave the interpretation. There was going to be seven years of amazing harvest and then seven years of a horrible, horrible famine. So Pharaoh, watching what Joseph had done, said, I'm going to put you in charge. You are going to be the second most powerful leader in Egypt and, in fact, the world. Now, we followed all of those ups and downs Ever since we began this series with Joseph, 17, now, at that point, he was around 30. So had all those times that he had been experiencing that up and down ever since he was put in that pit. Now, Joseph experienced those hurts that we all have, those painful experiences with other people and all kinds of things that they do to us, say to us, whatever, and he was wronged, he was rejected, and those painful hurts were huge. Now, realistically, all of us want to be liked by other people, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. Now, I want you to just take a moment, because there's nobody different here. That will sound strange to you. Look around you right now. What do you see? You see people that are exactly like you, exactly like me. All of us have experienced hurts, rejections, hate, people that we thought were our friends, whoo, gone. In fact, sometimes not only leave you, but talk against you. We've all been there. Physical and emotional abuses, and of course, many times unfair circumstances at a job, maybe a church, in a family. All of us are the same. Now, why does that happen in our lives, even in the church, even with Christians, not dealing well with other Christians? Why? Here it is. Here's the answer. Very simple. The basis of hurts is sin. The basis of all those hurts Jesus himself experienced was other people's sin. He came to take the sin, but he experienced it because of them. Now, you know, we're all born sinners. And sometimes we hurt people, and sometimes other people hurt us. 
I don't like to say it, but it's true. Sometimes we've hurt people because we meant to hurt them. And other people have done the same to us. And so when we look at all that, life is simply painful. And as a pastor, I would like to say this is going to be a very exciting passage. It is. But I'd like to say to you, pain and hurts, you can avoid all of them. They'll never appear in your life again. How many know that isn't going to happen? How many have lived longer than one year? Let me see your hand. Okay, so what we're going to learn are four principles. You'll see it in a moment. And we're going to have to learn the principle of repeating these keys. Why? Because you can't escape hurts. And sometimes they come out of the strangest place from the people we thought we really knew. And it didn't really absolutely shock us because we know it's happened to us before. Now, to enjoy life, I have to learn, you have to learn how to handle them. I can't run from them. I can't avoid them. I have to learn simply how to handle them. And of course, then we have to teach our kids the very same thing. Now, there's going to be four words that we're going to talk about. I want us to say these words together. So on the count of three, we're going to do this. Here are the four keys. Here we go. One, two, three. Forgive, forget, freedom, and fruitful. They're in a sequence. It always starts with forgive. You'll see how that works. So this is how Joseph did his life. This is how he learned to be useful to God. Now, we pick up in Genesis chapter 41. Look there, right down to verse 45. And Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphnath, Paniah, and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potipharah. How many glad you don't have those names? I'll take Joseph, wouldn't you? Okay. Priest of on to be his wife. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Now he's starting to get ready to put his plan in to store up food so when the famine comes, the people will have food. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentiful. Now, proving of God's always tells the truth. Verse 48. And Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. Remember, I think it was 20, 25% that he collected. And each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Verse 49. And Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain like the sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Now, scoot on down to look at the next verse, verse 50. Now, before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Azanath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. Something's very interesting. He marries an Egyptian, but what you begin to see here, he is always going to be a Hebrew, a Jew. He's going to worship the one true God. Well, watch what happens. You're going to see the names of his two sons are Hebrew names. 
That's a pretty bold move, but Pharaoh isn't going to say anything about it. His two sons are going to have Hebrew names, which would remind them, basically, that they were Jewish, living in an Egyptian pagan nation, and that, like their dad, they would always worship Yahweh, the one true God which, of course, was the God of the Jewish people and is our God. Now, this is verse 41. Look at the first son and the name of that son. And Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh, which means to forget, and said, it is because who? God. It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Now, during those last 20-some years, did he have a lot of trouble? Hello? Yeah. In the last 20 years, have you had a lot of trouble? Of course we have. He's experienced way worse than we did, but there it is. And, of course, where was some of that trouble? In the household, with relatives. None of us ever have trouble with relatives. It's perfect until Thanksgiving comes. Okay, now, now watch what I'm talking about. Joseph, notice, when you see that word forget, we have a wrong picture of that. Joseph didn't forget his dysfunctional family. Now, remember, his family rejected him. All his brothers rejected him. Because he was the favored son of Jacob, his dad. Remember the coat, all of that. They put him in a pit, and then he was in a jail. Certainly didn't forget the lie that got him to the jail. Remember? When, when you see Potiphar's wife lying to her husband, this young man, Joseph, your favorite guy, tried to rape me. Total lie. So he suffered. He never forget that. He knew it was horrible to be lied about when it was so far from the truth. And of course, he ends up in prison. Now, the word to forget doesn't mean that we have no memory of the hurts. If I could ask you to go back to people that have hurt you in the church, out of the church, families, work, whatever, names can come to our circumstances can come to our hearts. It just happened. If you have gone through a divorce, which was a very difficult divorce, it didn't end friendly at all or whatever, you can remember that at all. If you've been laid off and somebody, you thought you were going to get promoted and all of a sudden, whoo, they fire you instead of promote you. You can remember that way back when you had a really difficult time finding the next job. So forget doesn't mean that. Here's very important for you. And somewhere you should write this in your Bible or your notebook that you have so you keep it at home. The word forget in the New Testament and the Old Testament is basically the same. To forget, no longer influenced by or affected by our hurtful memories. Of course we remember them, but they don't sting me like they used to. So it's a very different meaning to the word forget. We can't forget some of those things. They'll always come back to our mind, but we don't focus on them anymore. We're never going to be free of that without God's help. Now, what are we seeing there? God is showing the heart of Joseph. Why would he name the first one that? 
to forget. Because what does he want to do? He wants to forget the hurts. He wants to forget the pain. If you and I don't get past the hurts, the pain, we can never go forward. We'll never be in freedom, and we'll never be fruitful. Joseph knew that. He'd already been practicing that as he walked through his life. So notice who made him forget. God. Notice what it says again. Let's go back to that. It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and my father's household. It was God. Here's the statement I want you to write down. Notice, I can't forget this by myself. I can't erase the hurt and the sting. I can't do it. Look at this statement. The foundation of being freed from our hurts is God. It's not psychology. It's not even a counselor. Now, a counselor can help you in many ways, especially if they're biblical counselors. But really, the one who helps us move past that is simply God. I'll never be freed of those hurts of life by myself. It's a spiritual battle. And only God, Jesus, can set us free. Now, that means those four words we gave you, they basically are premised by God first. God is the one that takes that sequence of forgive, forget, freedom, and fruitful. God is at the front of that. That's for you and I, for me to live that kind of life, I have to have an ongoing personal relationship with him. Sometimes when we get hurt, we move away from God. That will never solve anything in your life or my life at all. Well, Pastor Mike, I was hurt in a church. Well, I'm sorry. That happens for all of us, and you know all that things. Are. And I was hurt. I thought this was the perfect person for me, and they hurt me. I'm sorry. Remember what the cause of all that is? Sin. And I'd like to say that none of us here have ever hurt anybody. That's not true. We've hurt people. Maybe we never really knew it, but we did. So understand, you have to be in that relationship. In spite of everything that Joseph suffered, he was still trusting God. That's where the freedom will come. Now, we learned, you say, well, Pastor Mark, how do, how, do you, how do you know he was still trusting God? Remember how many times we learned at the beginning of his life when he was in all those troubles? God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. It was an ongoing relationship because God had promised, Joseph, I'll never leave you. We have the same promise. So when hurt comes, when rejection comes, when all kinds of difficult things come, don't let the enemy say to you, well, God's left you. Let me read to you Psalm 16.8. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Psalm 16.11. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Just turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm glad God is with me right now. Right now. I'm glad. Come on. I'm glad God is with me. Where? Right now. Are you glad? Amen. Because we can't do life without God. He's right here. Of course, we're two or three gathered together. Praise the Lord. He's right there. By the way, when you're leaving on your own, You don't have to grab somebody else. He stays with you. Don't have to be two, because why? We have God living inside of us. Amen? 
All right, now, here's what you need to see. Remember, I showed you the sequence of those four things. Next thing you want to write is this. The basis of healing are hurts, those things that have caused us issues. Always starts with forgiveness. Always starts with forgiveness. Now, notice, forgiveness must come before forgetting. You can't reverse them. It will never work. Forgiveness comes before forgetting. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. In the remaining chapters, we will see, and we've already seen, You'll see it when Joseph's brothers come. We'll see that Joseph had already forgiven his family for all the hurts, all the stuff that he experienced. Very difficult. And he had also forgiven the others, forgiven them. He he wasn't acting in bitterness. And you'll see that really powerfully. And Potiphar's wife, that's done. It's a done deal. It's forgotten. It hurt. He remembers it happened, but it doesn't affect him anymore. It's in the past. He's moving forward, and you're going to see he's in freedom, and he's been blessed out of his socks, fruitful, because he has forgiven those people. Now, we don't know, but I'm going to say this to you. Even if Joseph, in what, remember, Joseph wasn't a perfect person by any means. He's a sinner just like you and I at the start. But even if Joseph had blamed God in one of those really down times for some of the things that, well, realistically were very unfair. But remember what God was doing? Remember what Psalm said? Building his character, patience, all those kind of things, endurance. No doubt, Joseph already had asked God to forgive him. You can't leave God out of that sequence. Well, Pastor Mark, I forgive everybody, all those people that hurt me. But I can't forgive God for what he allowed. No, God works all things together for good. He's not against you. He's for you. And as you go through life, we can all get that thing in our mind. Why did you allow that? Well, remember, lots of things happen in our lives that God allows because our world is ruled with sin. Think of the shooting we just saw. How many would like to live in California Look at that world out there. It's just unbelievable. But we have to remember, God is working all things in the background for good. He's not against you. He's for you. So don't ever, long term, say, God, man, I'm so mad at you. You've hurt me. No, God, thank you. I don't understand it, but I know your wisdom is greater than mine. I'm sorry. I, 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 I basically... Would you forgive me because I was wrong? Today, Pastor Mark continued teaching about the life of Joseph, God's directing him through his life. You learned about Joseph's two sons, the names Joseph gave them, and the meaning of those names. Pastor Mark also talked about the importance of not allowing the wrongs done to you to keep having power over you. Doing that will allow you to become what God's plan for you to be. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Forgive, Forget, Freedom, Fruitful. He will be speaking more about the importance of forgiving and forgetting the bad that has been done to you. You'll learn more about the dangers of allowing hurts to fester inside, something the Bible warned you not to do, and you'll learn how to diminish the power of the hurts done against you. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Trusting God in the Ups and Downs of Life. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.